And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Procabulary.org. Procabulary offers a brilliant new online language course that I just recently completed myself called Core Language Upgrade. The course material is designed to help you analyze the way you use your words and language to create your reality. I personally believe the words you choose to speak or write out is referred to as spelling for a very good reason. You're literally casting an energetic spell every time you open your mouth, which means it's of the utmost importance that you have a foundational understanding about the power or lack of power that the words you're choosing to use conjures up. I strongly believe language mastery is a highly important skill set that way too few people have taken it upon themselves to become educated on. And what Procabulary does is actually provides you with an incredibly easy-to-follow roadmap that only takes about 10 minutes a day spanned over 21 days to complete, which shows you how to go about changing your language patterns so that you can start getting better results in every aspect of your life. Now, as a Positive Head Podcast listener, if you decide to go to Procabulary.org and purchase the Core Language Upgrade course, you'll get 33% off if you use the promo code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, on the checkout page. The retail price for Core Language Upgrade is normally $299, and I'd say it's really worth every penny of that, but it's especially worth it after your 33% positive head discount because it drops the price to $199. That's a crazy good deal that I had to do some serious convincing to get the guys at Procabulary to give to our listeners, so I really hope some of you will take advantage of it while it lasts. Also, if you need more convincing about the power of Procabulary, Check out Positive Head Podcast number 20, where I actually interview Procabulary co-founder Mark England, and we discuss language mastery in great detail. Howdy-do, Positive Heads. Howdy-do, Dalian. Hello, governor. <laughs> That's not quite what you were expecting, oh, huh? No. Since I was like here I pumping my fist. I think that might have been even cheesier than my howdy-do, but you know. I guess it's a it's a cheese off around here today. Yeah, well, uh, it's good that it was a cheese off. I, I was kicking around a few ideas for how I was going to greet you today. So, uh, well, of course, as as our uh, featured, uh, uh, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but um, you know, because we're going to play a Bashar clip uh, today. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he would be like, "Yeah, it's all it's it, it was all perfect. It was all exactly what it needed to be." You are a just formidable the right cheesy foe. Yes, my synchronicity <laughs> is very cheesy. Oh man. Well, well, well. Uh, let's see. Let's just dig right in. What do we got? Uh, I'm I'm excited because I received some inspirational, in spirit, inspirational feedback from uh, Kylie, and uh, yeah, I thought I would just 
read a little snippet. It was uh, a f- actually came uh, through the website uh, as an email, and it was <clears throat> definitely made my day. So I'm so grateful when we hear, uh, so appreciative when we hear feedback from people. Uh, I, as I like to always say, it completes the circle. We're putting out uh, whatever we can, you know, from our hearts to help uh, raise your vibration. And when that comes back around in the form of feedback, that's, you know, positive. It, it just fuels, fuels us. It completes, it just completes a circle. It's like one of those things where you put something out and then it comes back again. And it just, it like everyone grows and, and feeds off of it. And it's just beautiful. Uh, in this case, uh, Kylie, what did she say? She said, a friend introduced me to your podcast and I have been listening daily if not multiple episodes daily, for the last month or so. I cannot put into words how much impact it has made on my life. I feel like you and Dalian put the way I have felt my entire life into non-foreign words or concepts. And it goes on longer than that, but uh, I just wanted to share, a, a, you know, the intro to it. And she actually goes on to share a bunch of synchronicity that we have, uh, you know, between her life path and, you know, my my life path. And it's something that, you know, I definitely love to hear, of course, and see that sort of thing. Uh, as they say, your vibe uh, attracts your tribe. We're all connected. Anyone listening to this, you know, out of 7 billion people on the planet, we're connected. We're we're very close on that family tree uh, that is source, uh, you know, our higher selves, what have you. And it's, uh, it's the reason I think you're going to see a lot of crossover. You're going to see a lot of synchronicity in whatever I you know, just so happened to talk about today, just so happens to really hit home or you're having something in your life that is, uh, you know, uh, it's just like perfect timing. And that's because we are, we're like soul family, all of us uh, participating in this positive headed adventure. It is not, you know, it, it is, it is all of ours. So uh, it's just such an honor to uh, play a part with you all and share with you all. And please, anyone out there listening who hasn't you know, uh, maybe giving us feedback on iTunes. That certainly helps uh, as far as getting more exposure or just through the website or, re- you know, reaching out anyway and just saying hi or or asking a question. We love to get questions. We haven't gotten many of those lately, but uh, hint, hint, if anyone out there has questions that they think would be uh, good to address on the show, please participate, uh, interact. We love that so yeah, much. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's, it's so great because just another reminder of how, <clears throat> Our personal energy is our greatest currency, the effect we have on other people. That whole Jim Carrey quote, uh, I heard you mention it a couple of days ago, and it's been sort of in the back of my head since, but um, it's really been my experience <clears throat> here lately Lately, for the last few really weeks and months. Um, it's really been kind of one major theme for me because my personal journey has taken me in this direction already, but um, there's just been several uh, sort of reminders and lessons that that yeah, your your personal choices, but um, yeah, your personal just vibe. You know the way you carry yourself, the words you speak, the way you treat others. Of course, it's just so indicative of where you're at in your you know overall evolution. Of course, but um, yeah, the effect you have on other people is something that can never be underestimated. The greatest currency, Jim said it was the greatest currency that exists. Yeah, yeah, and it, it inspired me to think of. Um, you know, something that I'm working into a song or, or whatnot, but it was like a, like a lyric, like a little phrase. Mm-hmm. Do you understand the power you have? Right. Do you understand the power you have on other people? And uh, a bit of that was um, hearing the uh, 
talk from Friday mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, Lucidity episode mm-hmm. where Dr. Dreams uh, referencing Dr. Emoto's work and, have, uh, you know, gives a couple of other examples of how energy, when we focus our intention and we consciously channel energy, that energy is literally, um, um, you know, it has no local, uh, it has non-locality. It can be anywhere in the universe. It has, right. the, it knows no boundaries. Right. So that whole, you know, concept of, you know, our intention transcending space and time, it's too powerful to ignore the implications of. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to send love or light to someone who's maybe uh, across the globe, you can uh, wield your power and do that. And not only do you actually, you know, really truly affect them at some level, uh, but you, of course, it, it, whatever you're putting out is always coming back. So it's like you're sort of like this generator of well whatever you choose to generate and you can sit there and generate and send out love and light you know in all directions and it's just like this you know love is the only thing that you can uh, give away and it increases you know so I, I love that concept because you you know how few people are are consciously using their power to not only enhance the life of people that they're connected to uh, you know either through close proximity or not. And, and of course, then it's always coming back and feeding back on them as well. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we could go on and on about that, as we often do. Uh, <laughs> but let's save it for future episodes. Yeah, it's all about the daily conscious reminder. It's a daily conscious effort to to walk this path. So, um, But I would like to hear about the story because you gave me a little bit of a uh, brief uh, you know, explanation before we started recording. And I want to hear more about this because I have, uh, I, I heard a little something through the grapevine about it and I haven't researched uh, it in detail yet. So what do you got in way of the story of the day? Oh, okay. The story of the day is a story that... Um yeah, it's it's just naturally emerged over the last couple of days because we, you know, our last um, daily was uh, recorded a couple of days ago. So um, since that time, it just sort of there, there were just several articles that popped up, and of course, you you sent me one, um, you know, reference to to one thing. But uh, yeah, it's at, at this time uh, an official um, news announcement that's out there in several outlets: the discovery of the uh, ninth planet, what would be the ninth planet. And this now, is right not now. just. You know, on uh, uh, one of these websites that we a lot of times will find things that's a little more fringe. I, I actually right. saw this pop up on like MSN.com and it's so it's a pretty major story, right? Indeed. Right now it is a uh, major uh, news story that's that's uh, yeah, within the last 24 hours, I think uh, now being featured um, in every major outlet that I can think of. It's on, you know, paper newspapers uh, there, of course, since papers are. You know, kind of quickly fading into history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, uh, all the um, all the major news sites, of course, are reporting it now. So the official announcement was made by a couple of um, scientists from Caltech here in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, what this amounts to, Brandon, is a really solid uh, indirect evidence. That's why it's uh, become a major news announcement. Um, you know, looking a little bit deeper into the story. It's, it's clear to like really anyone who's been an aficionado of this whole Planet X theory, as they call it, that there's been, actually you could say really since the discovery of Pluto, mm-hmm. the, the last um, you know planet that got demoted uh, here a few years ago. Uh, but Pluto was discovered in 1930. So even before then, astronomers said there's got to be something else out there. And so what's ended up happening is that um, 
Pluto, when it was discovered, they quickly realized that uh, this planet couldn't account for a number of um, gravitational anomalies, basically. Right. That other planets, uh, I think including Neptune, which is, of course, the largest real planet, you know, at this point. Yeah, right. Yes. And the last- Pluto um, has went back and forth in its planet status over the years, right? Exactly. But Pluto is is definitely far too small, so it really couldn't have the kind of effect that um, they were seeing. Right. So what happens is there's all these uh, objects at the very far, you know, back end of the solar system, um, you know, planet or, or, I mean, I'm sorry, small planet, dwarf planet, uh, asteroid-sized objects, right? And so their anomalies in, in their uh, orbit and whatnot, highly eccentric orbits, they could only be explained by the presence of something, right? So yeah. they were thinking, okay, there's got to be something out there. Mm-hmm. So finally, they've inferred that it's a planet because they these guys use you know, their computer models and statistical you know, theories and, and, and such to roll out other possibilities. So finally, they arrive at the... Uh, what they think is the evidence for like an actual planet that's got, you know, a pretty consistent set of features. But some of them are remarkable, Brandon. Um, one of them is the fact that it, it would be an actual massive, pretty massive planet. Wow. We're talking like roughly the size of one of the other um, gas giants, as oh, they wow. call them. The last two, like Uranus or Neptune. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it, that's a fairly fairly large planet, of course. We're talking several hundred, if not thousand times larger than Earth. Wow. Yes. And so uh, this planet also has a very eccentric orbit, and uh, they estimate it takes it between 10 and 20,000 years to orbit around our neck of the woods. But it actually would, because it orbits the sun like the rest of the planets here in the solar system, would come um, relatively close to Earth, apparently. I think it comes within the... Um, asteroid belt type mm-hmm. region where you know between um earth and mars or, or I'm, I'm sorry it's past mars but within that region which is the inner solar system got so, you mm-hmm. got you yeah and of course uh, there's been theories about you know they've been theorizing that there's a planet out there for a long time now this is some uh, even more solid evidence than ever uh that there is a, a planet out there and of course you have people like zachariah sitchin who uh you know is the was considered the foremost, um, I guess, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The form- scholar or yeah, uh, former scholar uh-huh. and interpreter of uh, ancient what Sumerian text, right? Yes. Well, he purported to, to be a scholar of Sumerian text who, you know, uh, translated the, or retranslated the ancient texts. Right. And, and that's uh, like the oldest writing, you know, language that we know of is just correct? about exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's just about the oldest form of civilization we know. And uh, they referenced a lot of uh, this sort of stuff. According to Zakaria, who uh, went on to write a whole bunch of books, of course, his, I think, most well-known by this point is probably the one called the 12th planet. Mm-hmm. 12th in this case, Brandon, because um, if you included Pluto plus the sun and the moon, mm-hmm. as many uh, actually astrological systems do, they count them in as planets. Mm-hmm. So that would make this the 12th. But in any case, um, yeah, he wrote a, whole bunch of books i think i read a couple of them Mm -hmm. including the 12th planet but uh and it's basically like interpretations of this ancient sumerian text according to him exactly and it talks about this race of beings that lived on this planet called what the anunnaki Mm -hmm. who came to earth thousands of years ago and actually created us as a hybrid of uh, our species and theirs and used us as slaves to mine gold which they needed for their atmosphere it is fantastical story yes that's gotten a lot of press you know you can you can find a lot of stuff out there about 
they called the planet Nibiru. Nibiru. Nibiru, right. yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so uh, it's really interesting because you've been hearing about this this story and this interpretation by this scholar for, you know, many decades now. And here we are getting confirmation that there is indeed a planet where he said there was a planet. I don't know if we've uh, proven that the Anunnaki live there yet or not, but maybe that's next year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, pretty fascinating because this uh, new uh, revelation, which is actually... As I was saying, they um, haven't actually, of course, seen the planet. They just have a computer model that predicts its that existence with a pretty high, you know, accuracy. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty remarkable because, of course, that made me, this announcement made me think of Zakaria and the whole, you know, um, that whole 12th or, you know, ninth planet sort of um, very fantastical yarn, of course. Right. And uh, it's tantalizing implications if, you know, any of that should even remotely be real, of course. But uh, one thing that I think it's so funny, Brendan, is that um, there's some people saying like, yeah, NASA has known about this whole thing for a long time. Um, you know, looking into the story, I found a few things that were a little, you know, definitely had that kind of conspiracy flavor to it. Right. Sure. And uh, one thing that um, I remember, too, that I thought was hilarious is that um, if you watch the uh, most recent Star Trek film, the last one that J.J. Uh, Abrams did uh-huh. a few years ago, the Star Trek in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Right. That beginning sequence, that planet, alien planet that they're on, he called it Nibiru. Oh, really? He decided that it would be fun to put that uh, name out funny. there and use it. Yeah, that's funny. So, yeah. Well, then, I guess we're one step closer to uh, the extraterrestrial uh, contact that we hope to one day have. Until then, back to Earth. <laughs> With, uh, I'd like to actually go ahead and give the positive pondering breakdown of the day. And what I have today is a very simple but powerful quote. Life is all about how you handle plan B. And that is uh, Susie Toronto. Actually, uh, she has a book by that name, I believe. And uh, I think this is a very important uh, point to make because as I also like to often say – you know, life is what happens when your plans don't work out. And we all know that everyone listening from experience, how often have we planned something and it did not show up like you expect most of the time, right? I mean, sometimes we get exactly what we uh, plan for, but uh, more often than not something, the universe is throwing something else at you. And I think that's really important to uh, expect in a good way, expect that you can have a plan, but don't be attached to that plan. You can uh, know that you're going to achieve a certain result or an outcome or a feeling from, you know, what is it with a plan that you're uh, you're seeking? What is the underlying uh, aim of that plan? Happiness, abundance, uh, connection. There's some underlying theme. It, the, the plan itself is 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 details that. You know, and if you can just go further and always just be in touch with the underlying, the the foundational uh, experience that you are seeking, and let your plan be loose and fun, and not attached to it uh, showing up, because expectation is the enemy. You know, all of our pain comes from uh, our resistance to change. And if you can be flexible, be like water, uh, if your plan all of a sudden takes a complete, you know, 
uh, <laughs> sidetrack. You're all of a sudden off-roading, which happens so often. Instead of being shocked and bewildered and upset and disappointed, you're saying, oh, maybe the universe knows a better way for me. Maybe I don't have the exact details figured out. I can take a recent story that I've shared in my own life, you know, starting a company uh, five years ago, uh, you know, and, and it's seen it grow to, you know, uh, up to 100 people employed, you know, that from the company that I founded and then get up to the point just a few months ago where here's a, an offer from a much bigger company, you know, between 25 and $30 million, uh, depending on a few different things uh, that was basically put forward to us. Oh my gosh, well, here here it is. Within 12 hours, of the, the main relationship where most of our revenue came from discontinued our our partnership and it blew up the whole deal now for a lot of people that's devastating and i would be lying if i said it wasn't somewhat devastating a blow yeah for yeah. sure but it was so minimal because i've i've moved so fully into this concept of um life is all about how you pa- handle plan b so do i still think that abundance is attracted into my reality absolutely i'm more confident than ever you know, there's other people out there who, with a different perspective on life, would say, oh my gosh, whoever gets the chance to get there, you know, one in 10,000 companies ever make it that far. You can never do it again. You can never create that kind of abundance. You missed your shot. Not at all. It's, it's, it's not like that at all. It's about your energy. And I, at this moment, here we are a couple months later, that just happened to me. I mean, it was like something out of a movie. Can you imagine? Here you go. Here's a $30 million offer. Oh, never mind. Uh, sorry. Deal blown up because of this whole other thing that happened that uh, derailed it in within 12 hours you know uh, obviously divine design from my perspective it's like five years in the making and within 12 hours these two major events happen um, and where am I at now as optimistic as ever in regards to the things that I will create uh, moving forward because what's happening plan B and uh, I'm ecstatic about all the, th- the projects that I'm working on and where things are going and, and I actually see bigger and brighter things in my future and I can see because I'm I'm thinking in those terms I can actually see why it happened the way it did all the lessons that were there for me and for the people that I was you know going through that experience with and I can see how it's going to play out um, with my plan B now if I get to that that expectation and that ended up being wrong cool what's plan C I know at the end of the day the underlying experience will present itself it must as long as i stay in vibrational alignment with it and don't give in to telling a negative story about it and uh what i would like to do at this point is actually share uh some perspective from bashar and bashar is someone that we haven't i don't think we've ever had a bashar clip on the show um bashar is a fascinating speaking of extraterrestrials he is a a guy who claims to channel an extraterrestrial entity and uh Once again, like I've talked about with Abraham Hicks, I don't know what she is or isn't channeling. Uh, I don't claim this has definitely happened or that, you know, or that he's definitely or definitely not channeling an extraterrestrial entity. I don't really care. What I care about is the the words that come out of his mouth are so powerful and intelligent and inspiring. That's all that really matters, right? Exactly. So uh, what I would like to do is share a... uh, Clip it now of uh, Bashar talking about the uh, the 11 elements of excitement. Take a listen. I want to do amazing things in this life. Then do them. Nothing is stopping you. That's my question. Um, 
It has. I has. <laughs> what I want. What you want? What I want to, uh, the platform that I want to be able to use my creativity and what my life purpose. What you prefer to do? How you prefer to express yourself? Yes, and I would like to be sustained um, financially. Why to, wouldn't you be? That's my question. Do you understand what we mean when we talk about the idea of the formula and the complete kit of excitement and how it works? Or do you need a refresher? Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I, so that means no, you don't yes, understand I, I, it. Yes, I would like clarity on... All right, here are the 11 elements. Are you ready? Okay. The first part contains three elements. Number one, you act on anything that contains more excitement than anything else, any other option. Number two, to the best of your ability, taking it as far as you can until you can take it no further. Number three, with absolutely zero insistence or assumption on what the outcome ought to be. One, two, three. That's the first part of the formula. The next part is the toolkit. And when you use that three-part formula of acting on your highest excitement to the best of your ability with no insistence on a particular outcome, you activate the kit which contains everything you need to be supported in your life, no matter in what form it may come. It becomes the driving engine of your life that moves you forward through life. It becomes the organizing principle in your life that demonstrates through synchronicity exactly what you need to do, when you need to do it, with whom you need to do it, where you need to do it. It becomes the path of least resistance in your life that allows you to flow through your life in the easiest possible way. It becomes the path that connects to all other expressions of your excitement that are in alignment with your true vibration. Even though they may all look very different, it's the excitement that tells you they're connected, not how they look on the surface. And the final tool, it is the reflective mirror that reveals to you anything within your unconscious mind that might be out of alignment with your excitement so that you can make it conscious, redefine it, and add its energy to the momentum of your excitement. Once that kit is working for you in that way, the only thing left to do is that when any circumstance or situation arises based on the actions you've taken with your excitement, whatever they may be, you then have the choice in the face of that circumstance to define it positively and get a beneficial effect or define it negatively and get a negative effect. That's it. So when you say, I want to do this, I want to be financially supported, if you understand the kit, the mechanism, how it works, how this formula works, what you really are saying is, I prefer to act on my highest excitement to the best of my ability with no insistence on a particular outcome because if I do, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I will be supported in whatever form of abundance is actually most synchronous, most representative of the path of least resistance, no matter how it looks, it is the correct form 
And I will not insist on my abundance appearing only in one form because I know that if I do, I'm actually closing the door through which other forms of abundance might come. And therefore, whatever circumstance or situation crops up when I take these actions, knowing that the kit is serving and supporting me in the way that it needs to, may not always be the way my ego wants it to, but I know it's the way that I need it to, to be most representative of who I am, then I will always choose to define the circumstance that arises therefrom in the most positive way possible, because that's what I prefer. And it doesn't matter how the situation may have been generated, and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it, It doesn't matter what anyone else's opinion is in that circumstance. I choose that every circumstance that crops up from my actions serves me in a positive way. And then I know that even if I can't always fathom exactly how that's going to look, it's always going to work out to my benefit. Period. (laughs) That's the equation. That's how it works. It works flawlessly for everyone, including you. It's always working. It's just that many of you may be filling it with definitions that are out of alignment with who you truly are, and therefore it seems to not be working. But in fact, it's actually working by churning out circumstances and situations that are completely representative of the definitions that you feed it. So negative definition in, negative experience out. It seems to not be working, but it is. It's supporting your negative definition. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So if the mechanism is capable of supporting your negative definitions, it is certainly capable of supporting the positive ones. It's up to you to decide how you want to use the machine, how you want to use the tools. You can pick up a hammer and you can say, I'm going to drive this nail into the board. But if you're using the wooden end of the hammer, it's going to be quite a bit more challenging. When you understand how to use the tool, you'll turn the hammer around, hit the nail on the head, and in one stroke, it's in the board. So if it's taking more than one or a few strokes, that's your first clue. You're using the wrong end of the hammer. Turn it around. Understand the mechanism. Have a clearer definition of the mechanism, and you will see that it is working for you but it's working for you in a way you don't prefer because that's what you're feeding it. So what a wonderful formula for success. Uh, Act on anything that causes excitement. Follow your bliss, follow your passion. Uh, And do it, just do it to the best of your ability without the insistence or assumption what should be. And when you do those three, he said, what do you say, Dalian? You activate a toolkit, uh, that's going to support you in life. It becomes the organizing principle and through which synchronicity delivers you to what you need to do next. And you just keep turning over rocks and following the path of least resistance, following your gut, following the synchronicities. That's exactly what I've been doing with the experience that I I was just sharing prior to listening to that clip. And it's leading to all kinds of amazing things. It's the excitement that ties everything together, he said. You know, it it shows you that anything that is in your way, uh, if you can just define it positively instead of negatively. And this is a point that we've touched on many times uh, and I'll just keep going back to over and over and over and over. Life is, you're making it all up anyway. 
start making up positive spins on whatever the heck happened to you. If I can make up a positive spin about losing $30 million, you can make up a positive spin about, uh, you know, your, your burger showing up cold at the next <laughs> restaurant when you order or your, uh, you know, partner being in a bad mood or, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's always about how you're choosing to view what's happening. And, and I found every time I try and take a negative uh, circumstance and I really try and be honest with myself and, and self-examine and say, hey, what is this teaching me about myself instead of how this other person or external thing did me wrong? And I look at it as it's actually a reflection in some way of some part of self and it's pointing to something within myself that I need to examine. And every time I approach a difficult, challenging uh, circumstance with that, uh, with that perspective, it unlocks so much personal insight into myself that I can then apply to just do a little bit better the next time to move forward in self growth. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, like he talked about, he said, um, don't fill this, the circumstances of your life. Uh, don't fill it out with definition definitions that aren't in line with this feeling good vibration. Use the hammer from the right end. If it's taking too many strokes that clues you in, you're using the wrong end of the hammer. So, uh, yeah, I love, uh, you know, taking for the first time a Bashar clip and you'll probably hear more because he has so much like very powerful insight. And so we'll probably analyze some more of his wisdom in future episodes. Right, Dalian? Yeah, absolutely. It's so great that your quote and the Bashar clip together just add up to an awesome reminder of uh, such a quintessential human experience or part of the human experience. How for the great majority of us, there's these ideas that we have in our heads, you know, ideas that we have come up with that have been put into our heads. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's just so fascinating to see how we've got that whole story, as you said, right? The story of, you know, how things have been. But there's always, always, always the element of the unexpected, what defies your expectations, um, the element of, you know, your uh, sort of subconscious manifestations, what life is bringing you that resonates with an energy that you have that you don't know you have. So that's why Bashar, I think, I think that's why Bashar uh, in there says among, you know, in, at one point he says something like, be aware of what it is that you're, uh, that you resonate with sometimes that's not in line with that highest excitement and you right. know highest alignment. But for sure, anyone can relate to the concept of, you know, never always getting what you want because, you know, of course, some of us have issues with control. Some of us have great, uh, a great deal of issues with control. And that's always tied back to fear. Yes, and, exactly. And if you look at, you know, why, why am I wanting to be so controlling? It's because I have some underlying fear of losing control and and that is tied back to not understanding you know the truth of the matter is you never control fully uh, life is going you know life so it's happening happens when your plans don't work out so if you can learn to relax into uh your lack of of total control and trust and have faith in the universe instead of fear live you know what's the difference instead of living from a place of fear and needing to control you're you're letting Letting it be. You do what you can. You follow the path of least resistance and let things go. And if you can move out of that controlling fear-based uh, model of living, it's it's a whole new world opens up. Oh, it's so great, man. Um, I, I can speak to that from my own experience. I came back out here to California a little over a year ago, something like 14 months ago. And I had an idea of what I was going to do, yep. where I was going to be, who I was going to be living with. 
uh, all these different things. The Positive Head podcast wasn't in that plan, Exactly, was it? <laughs> it was not. But um, that uh, the idea for the podcast came sort of into the picture very soon after I came out here. Yep. And then the other thing, you know, Fell just that, that whole thing changed completely. Yep. Yes. So it's for sure the case with my life. But Great I have, example. Yeah, I have gotten a few other reminders like that. I mean, you know, even um, Justin Brothers in the you know interview we released yesterday, he's talking about how... Um, he's so stoked to, to, you know, be doing what he's doing right now. And of course it's, it's awesome, but it's, uh, something that he sort of fell into, you know, yeah. he, it's, it's definitely not something he planned. And now he thinks of it as sort of a dream job where he feels sure. like he doesn't even have a job. Right. Yeah, right. Well, I can think of, you know, how so many people out there, of course, and you know, no judgment towards them, but they have their ideas that of course, you know, getting a lot of money, getting that security, you know, because mm-hmm. they think that money will bring them security. Right. Um, that they have to hit all those sort of, um, you know, they have to check off things off the list, like, you know, get that college degree, that great ed- education, that fat bank account, et cetera, the, the, the house, the, you know, mm-hmm. relationship, the, the car, et cetera. And the thing is, if you, uh, you know, like someone else said, if you get all those things, you'll quickly find out that, you know, that's not where the source of happiness is, but those things can potentially be part of a lifestyle where you're very fulfilled. The thing is that you're usually, uh, or, I'm sorry, you're most likely going to have to roll with the punches too. Yeah. Life will always throw something at you. And I love the idea of being a little bit like a martial artist with life, like taking it as it comes at you and grappling with it, dancing with it, taking mm-hmm. that momentum and turning it. You know what I mean? Like Be like, like water. If you put yeah. water in a, in a glass, it turns to the glass. Put you pour water down from on top, it crashes down on someone. You put water in a stream, it flows gently. It's just flowing with the circumstance of what's happening to it and seamlessly, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of things in Eastern philosophy do make me think of that whole concept, of course, of Wu Wei. Mm-hmm. I think that may be part of it too. Uh, action, non action, yeah. you know, that whole thing of dancing with life and uh, going with the flow. Absolutely. Well, Dalian, it's uh, getting down to it for today's episode. Uh, Do you have any beautiful musical uh, stylings that you would like to share with the uh, listeners out there? I sure do. At least I think so. But I think that a lot of people will agree. Uh, Um, Yeah, what ended up happening, Bren, is um, you recommended this uh, playlist curated by one of our favorite artists on Spotify, um, Bonobo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just such a great... uh, DJ my, producer my favorite yeah all, all of our favorites around here and um so anyway I I am listening to this uh playlist uh we were listening to it together a couple of nights ago but we were just sort of a little distracted not really you know listening too closely so last night another like I'm giving it another once through and this track comes on that I'm you know totally sticks out to me mm-hmm. so it turns out that this is an artist that um, has been nominated for a Grammy twice. Oh, they didn't wow. even know about it. Not yeah. even an underground artist like we normally play. Exactly. No, but they're uh, an, a definitely um, very talented up and coming group. They're cool. a group from Australia. Oh, okay. Called Hiatus Coyote. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, that's a very distinctive uh, name, and everything about them is really cool. They're, I guess, are considered future soul, and this is their Grammy nominated track, a "Breathing Underwater." All right. All right, then. Well, that completes the show for today and before we check out the musical tastings for today i would like to add this podcast is definitely a labor of love for dalian and i but make no mistake it takes a lot of time energy and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you our listeners 
So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at positivehead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods. And as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website, but besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head, the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active, makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, Your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. (laughs) Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.
Love, be love. 